Buzzers, it's your favorite time of week. It's This Is Us. We're doing season three, episode 15, The Waiting Room. And I think this is the first time in This Is Us history that we had no flashbacks, no flash forwards, and we're just in one room. So we're going to break down the show by each character. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz TV. I always feel like I need <laughs> to, like, to sing to yeah. song. Do something. But what would... Okay, here's a question for you, ladies. What would be the opening song if we did opening songs anymore? Like a theme? Like yeah, every, like what would, for this episode. This particular oh, oh, episode. Oh, 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 oh waiting. Hmm. Close do, time. There you go. We can do that. <laughs> I feel like the Jeopardy song would be applicable. Do, 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 yeah. do. That's actually a good one. Lena's giving me the weird stare. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for joining us for This Is Us episode 15, The Waiting Room. My name is Candice Cruz, and I'm joined with two of my lovely ladies over here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun night. All right, guys, I'm Lena Nori. Hey, guys, I'm Paris Rose. I was still trying to think of a song. That's why I was looking at you. She's literally giving me the blank stare for all of our listeners that are listening on iTunes and Spotify. She's just like... I was thinking, what song would I pick... For the waiting room. I like closing time. I like my Jeopardy, but yeah. it's a little tongue in cheek. What about you? Did you figure anything else out? No. You're gonna she's gonna figure it out halfway through the entire I'm episode. Like, I got like, it. <laughs> what are your all's overall thoughts of the whole episode? It was an interesting mm-hmm. one. It was. I know we were somewhat like, wow, so they really don't leave this waiting room. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like that I can feel like I can cut the tension with a knife. Oh. I felt it through the screen, so I love any time where the emotions are being transferred over to me. Yes. Um, there was a lot of dialogue that happened, too, that I found everything... I found it all very interesting. I liked mm. it. I think it was just a lot going on. Even though there wasn't, like, any flashbacks or flash-forwards, there was, you know, the drama between uh, Beth and Randall, and then, you know, we have an alcoholic on our hands, and then it just... I felt like it was so much going on. Mm. So I can't even imagine if they had a flash-forward or a flashback. Like, yeah. what... What else could they possibly add yeah. to like everything going on in the mix? No, I appreciate that they didn't yeah. have yeah. a flash forward. I'm glad they were present for once. Exactly. And I think we bring up a lot of unresolved issues. I think these are all issues that they've already talked about to an extent. It's not anything new. But I can only imagine being in this heightened circumstance, how stressed out everybody would be. At this point, they've been up for over 26 hours with each other. And the way that they got to the hospital and the circumstances, I feel like I would be a little upset, too. About? Everything. Okay. (laughs) Everything. Agitated. The fact. We'll talk about this, but that rolled gold. Am I saying it right? Rolled gold. Yeah. The pretzels? Yeah. You guys, I was dying for them. (laughs) No, that's not it. Does anyone have, like, paper? Crumble? Darn. (laughs) That's, That's her crumble paper sound. No, that's. Her chewing oh, her those chewing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her chewing. And then, she, and then she starts off by bragging about how the whole labor was 10 minutes when they've been waiting for, what, 20-something hours and they haven't heard anything about Kate. I'm just like, oh, this woman. But those are circumstances that really happen yeah. in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know the person next to you could have someone that's almost about to die, and you're like, right. they made it through, I'm so happy. And right. you're like, what do you do? But this episode, we're actually going to break it down by each character because we were in one room. We don't really have circumstances. We just have characters and their conversations and their outbreaks and everything. So we'll start it with Randall. Yes. Oh, Randall. Um, Okay, so Randall. I was 
undecided when we left off um, last episode with mm-hmm. the Randall. I don't know if I'm. I can. I'm joining Randall and Beth, but um, I didn't know what to think with the Randall and Beth situation. Should Randall does Randall have a point? Should Beth not do ballet anymore? And I'm still undecided. It's the first time where I don't have a like a set answer. I think both make really valid points. Um, however, this episode, I do find Randall a little bit annoying. Just because he always has bit. something to say. He's always the... I mean, even though Kevin was hungover and slightly drunk, he's right. Randall always just has to be the last word. He always thinks he's like the Jack. And it's a little annoying. A little condescending. For me with Randall and... I've always loved Randall. It's kind of the situation where when you had your midlife crisis, you want to get up and quit your job and pursue whatever it is that you want to do. First, I want to do this. Then I want to do this. Then I want to be a councilman. And then I want to own a building. He's allowed to kind of explore what it is that he wants to do, what makes him happy. But then when Beth wants to do that, he has an issue with it. And I understand that, you know, the kids are getting older, but Beth has dedicated a lot of her life to being a good mom. And it's interesting because recently I've been around a lot of moms who have this thing where as they got older, especially as their kids were going off to school and college and things, a lot of my aunts and stuff are like, well, I feel like I never got to live my life. I feel like I never got to do what I wanted to do. And it's not that they have any resentment towards the time they invested in their kids, but I can actually see where Beth is coming. Now her kids are getting older. They have their own opinions. Mm -hmm. They're doing, you know, they're kind of like these little independent people. They're not quite in college yet, but Beth never really got to do what she wanted. First, her mom stopped her. Mm -hmm. And then now being a mom, I don't want to use the word stopped her, but it hasn't allowed her to have like the freedom to figure out what makes her happy. So I'm not saying it's a dad mom thing or male female thing. I just think it's kind of unfortunate that Randall thinks it's okay for him to chase and do what he wants. And then his excuse really got me. Um, But I already kept in the race and I already won. So it is what it is. That's that's not... That's not how it works. No, it was a little he said, she said from high school for me in that situation. But here's my thing. We were against Beth whenever she was the one saying, I need you to quit the waist. Like, I'm asking you and I'm telling you, this is what I need you to do and stop. I was all for Randall. And I think now the cards have turned and it's the exact same scenario. Just later in the timeline for Beth, she wants to pursue something. He's saying, I need you to not. I need you to pause. And I understand... Listen, marriage is such a complex thing. I've never experienced it. I hope to one day. And I think every marriage is very different. And I've seen multiple with friends and with family. And everybody works differently. But at the end of the day, it's a partnership. Like, it's yeah. it's something that you have to, like, remember to merge and grow together. And, like, still be each other's cheerleaders. You can't let one go over the other when it comes to these type of situations. Like, yeah, it's going to be financial struggle, but... She wasn't getting a job at anything else either. So, like, do we want her unemployed or do we want her dancing and happy? Like, let's pick our our poison here because you picked a job that's way less because you want to be doing a councilman's job. Then let her pick whatever she needs to. They put, because that was the part that I was interested in is when he was talking about money. He's like, you know, I took a pay cut working as a city councilman. So I pretty much need you to pretty much be the breadwinners is ultimately what he was saying. So was all the money that they had, because I was always under the impression, like, the way they made it seem is they had money saved. Did he just take all that money and invest it into the building? And See, then that's now... what I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. That is a great question. And also, is the building still going? Are they still landlords? Because it's still money mm-hmm. coming in. That's disposable income. It may not be much because of the, the situation upkeep. in the building and the yeah. upkeep. But, I mean... Yeah, and they don't have to, like, drive a Mercedes. Like, he has an S-Class. That's the they thing. They can just drive... 
like a great reliable car. They have kids and stuff too. I think this goes into predictions, but figuring out where their financial outliers go and where they, whether they're going to be living the lifestyle that they're used to anymore and what are they willing to sacrifice to get what they want in their dreams. Like they never really, I mean, we don't, we haven't seen their relationship when they were younger, but we haven't seen their, their sacrifices that they made along their relationship either. So Maybe this is their testing time, but I will tell you the underlying thing I noticed was I thought it was amazing how money they both had jobs where they were making so much money, but yet the things that they actually bring them a lot of value and happiness mm-hmm. are things that they I love or doing yeah. and don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes to show you that people chase they think money's happiness. If I get that promotion, if I get that next job, if I get that next career, and ultimately they went back to the core of who they are and what makes them happy. With Randall, it's helping people and helping the community and kind of feeling like he belongs to that community, like that identity. And then with Beth, she's going back to what she had to let go of when she was a child, which is being a ballerina. So this is kind of like indirectly her being involved in something that she always loved. So I think it's beautiful that love and passion is now outweighing money. Mm-hmm. It's not always synonymous. I think that goes into Kevin. But before we get to Kevin, we just want to say thank you to all of you guys on AfterBuzz for constantly watching and tuning in and tuning in to not only This Is Us, but all of our other channels as well. As you guys know, AfterBuzz does have AfterBuzz comedies, dramas, reality shows. If y'all are reality junkies and The Bachelor just happened, mm-hmm. you can hop on over and see the finale show. But you guys have made us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow and to become bigger and better, we need your help. So all we need you to do right now is go and subscribe on YouTube to all of our AfterBuzz channels. Don't worry about the pesky notifications. You can get rid of those. So don't worry about that. And also be sure to give us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. You can give us five stars and comments because the comments always help. And on YouTube, be sure to give it a thumbs up and comment below and let us know what your favorite episodes are and comments on the show itself. We love hearing from you guys. You all have the most amazing dialogue I've ever seen on This Is Us and you all are true fans and I know that you're true fans of other TV shows as well. So thank you so much for always being a part of After Buzz and it helps us do what we love every single day. So... So yes. well we said. Love you guys. So well said. Thank you. Mm, yes. uh, but as for the whole money situation, like I think that that kind of leads into the whole <laughs> Kevin, mm. like money and all these other things that he has right now is not bringing him happiness. All the superficial stuff. Yeah. Superficial is just completely out the window. And now he's obviously relapsed, which we saw in last episode, that has been the detriment to getting Kate to the hospital on time. We don't know if that really had that much of an impact, but those few moments matter. At the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I waiting for the ambulance? Especially for Toby. I mean, Kate has already had a unreliable, I don't know if that's the word, pregnancy. Mm, and so mm-hmm. I think Toby wants her to be with someone who who can protect her, help her. And, and what if something else happened in that moment? And, you right. know, and Kevin's drunk. I just feel like for Toby must be like, wow, you really suck. You and know? the fact that everybody trusted him enough. Yeah. Here's my thing. Why would you take away all the trust that everyone gave you? You were driving drunk with your niece just a while yes. back. You just went into remission and you just got clean. And it's only been a few months. Like people are giving you responsibility yeah. automatically out of the gate. And you completely disregard that. That's like true. most people wouldn't trust you to be doing anything at this point because you just became newly sober so the fact that they're giving you all of this they're trusting that we're like okay we're going to give you a clean slate and then you mess it up and And if i was toby i know this might be wrong but i would be thinking maybe the stress that uh kevin caused kate made her go into an early it could have 
I've just, you know, that happens. How you're feeling emotionally really could trigger these um, labor pains. So mm-hmm. I would be like, you did this. You did it. I, it's probably not right, though. You know, for me, I'm not backing up Kevin. It's just his his problem is so deep. Yeah. If we think back of when he was a kid and he was always right. comparing the attention that Randall would get over yeah. him. And just, they would always show how he lacked attention. And, and oftentimes, you know, we have the... We're so privileged that as as hosts, we get to interview a lot of celebrities on the red carpet. And I know something that I always ask is, what would you go back and say to your 10-year-old self? And I've noticed that in a lot of interviews, all these actors say that a lot of the reason why they started working on television or being actors or wanted the fame was to prove something to other people. Mm. They got bullied. It came from an insecure place. And so they would always say, I would tell my 10-year-old self, like, it doesn't matter what they think. So what Mm. I see in Kevin is, he's this kid... That's insecure, wanted attention, was jealous of the attention Randall was getting, acted out, did certain things. And then he becomes this actor, the Manny, and he's getting all this attention because of the way he looks. And then even the comment that he made in the waiting room where he's talking down to the other doctor, like this poor guy is helping your sister. I kind of felt he could have used better wording, but as a doctor, who knows what he's going through and whatnot. And maybe he was just stressed out and thought Kevin was annoying, but (laughs) Kevin had to throw out, I have enough money to get the best doctors. I have enough this, I'm this, I'm that. And so... What I see is an underlying issue that Kevin truly has this like deep-rooted insecurity. And so I don't think he's even thinking, oh my God, my sister could have, something drastic could happen to her, I yeah. could do this, or Randall's daughter was in the back. He's just literally thinking, this liquor is going to get my mind off of how I feel about myself. Mm. And in mm-hmm. his defense, I mean, alcoholism is a disease. Yes. It's a lifelong battle. I, I have no I have no experience that with that, but I know it's difficult. So, I mean, they have their ups and downs. It's they fall hard. in, they fall yeah. in. They're trying. This is a hard thing that happened with Nikki. And so I can understand his relapse. It just sucks that it's at this time. It's such an important time. It's really... Yeah, and I think you guys touched on a topic which kind of goes into the whole Kevin and Randall altercation because I feel like outside of Randall having his conversation with Beth... The altercation, them bringing up all their dirty laundry in front of the entire family, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting, like, yeah, put it out there. But Kevin and Randall were the most tension-driven duo in this entire episode. And I understand both sides of the coin. Yeah. Like, it kind of... Kevin just always had that resentment. That's what it goes back to. He just... That's what he said. He goes, Randall, oh, you always have to be right. You always mm-hmm. have to be this. You always have to be that. Even in the scene where he goes next to his mom and says, I'm sorry. Yeah. After the mom has a little thing. I could just, it's just so what Randall would do. Right. And if I swear if there's a camera turned to like Kevin's face, I feel like even in that moment, even though they just talked about Jack. He would have rolled He's probably like, there you go, mommy's favorite. I'm telling you, even as adults and siblings, I still feel like there's stuff my siblings will bring up in a fight. And I'm like, really? Yeah. They will literally bring up something like, I'm the one that had it hard and you're the one that had it easy. I think no matter how old you get. It's still there. If there's something you haven't dealt with, you'll bring it up. And even if you do and you think that you've dealt with it, (laughs) it's still there. It comes up Thanksgiving, Christmas, every big holiday, or when you're in a waiting room. Yeah, when you're trapped together. When you're trapped together. And to see them in their biggest altercation. This also bothered me was their disregard completely for Miguel. Oh, gosh. It was the rudest thing I have ever ever seen. They're adults, too. Get over it. How long has Miguel been a part of the family? They're almost 40. Yes. Sit down. <laughs> like, and being, and being like, parents, they should really understand how this mm-hmm. can affect Miguel. I just, oh, I feel so bad for him. Then Toby came out with that 
awful joke. It was <laughs> she wants to see you first. He's like, really? <laughs> and he was so the only one that had both of Toby's parents' numbers. He's yeah. the first person that volunteered to call them. I know, like in the first couple of seasons, not that I wasn't a fan of Miguel, but now just kind of perspectively looking at it, even Rebecca, like she talks about Jack a lot lately, yeah. and I can only mm-hmm. imagine. I get it. Like some people might say, but Jack's not around. Sometimes that's even worse. Yeah. Sometimes when you know that someone is not there for that person, you know that if it was up to them, that's who they would be with and not you. So it's like oh, Rebecca's talking about it. Yeah. She has that moment where she talks about why. And it's funny. So I picked up on a lot of like things. Remember, I knew, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I knew that Kate was going to talk to her dad. I knew she was going to name the baby. But I didn't pick up on why she didn't eat. And then when she explained why. So she didn't get up to eat because remember when she got up to go get a candy bar? That's when Jack died. Did you guys not get that point? Mm -hmm. So that's why she was refusing to eat or get up to eat. Because I feel like whether it was subconsciously or consciously, she goes, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go get up and go get that chocolate bar. So she's going through a lot. But the way she's reliving it is like it just happened. I'm just looking at Miguel like, oh, poor Miguel. Like, he just can't catch a break. He's talking shit. He's talking shit. And then the other girl, the poor, what's her name? Madison. Madison. Well, why don't we cover Miguel and Madison real quick before we go back to Kevin and Zoe? Because I feel like we're already in the midst of it. <laughs> we're dividing it up by characters, guys, for all of you all that are just tuning in. We're doing all of our characters because we were stuck in a waiting room. We had no other scenes this entire episode. So we'll hit up Miguel and Madison, then we'll hop back over to Kevin and Zoe. But, I mean, I, I, I loved the conversation between Miguel and Madison at the vending machine. Because that's when he really let his real feelings come out. Because it's no one in the family. He can say whatever the heck he wants. And it be valid. And he's actually heard of him saying, you will never get to be heard in this family. But you just have to stand up. And I'll be the first one to go get them a snack. Or go get them a water. Or whatever. But like, you just have to... If you really want to do something for them, you just have to make it happen. I can't believe how Kevin talked to her. He's so disrespectful. Like, liquor or not? Yeah. Because I feel like liquor just enhances kind of who you are. Mm-hmm. I get that to a, when you're drunk, you can't. You and you can be an angry control. drunk. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but you the, can be an the angry truth drunk. comes out. So basically, he thinks money makes him better than other people. He has resentment towards Randall. And then he talks shit to this poor girl that went and got everybody donuts. Granted, she does talk a lot. But, <laughs> but I think, too, I mean, granted, I feel like, sorry, um, I feel like whenever I'm in, everybody has their different ways of breaking tension. Like Miguel was playing the game. Does everything taste, everything tastes better with either chocolate or ranch, which is very true. I can't agree. No, I Mm -hmm. don't agree. Y'all are weird. (laughs) Ranch is good on everything. Everything they were saying, I was like, gross. Okay, comment below and let us know if you agree or disagree. What did they say ranch was good on? I was like, no, pumpkin pie. Yeah. No, no, no. Pumpkin pie is better with chocolate. But if you have a savory pumpkin, it's good with ranch. It's true. Absolutely not. It's no, true. It can works. be savory pumpkin. I do like my pizza dipped in ranch. I'm not going to Thank lie. you. Oh, it's well, that, good. I mean, yeah. But sushi? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> that, that honestly, fishy with creamy, milky, no. Sorry, we're getting feedback on something. I apologize, guys. Oh, it's me. Sorry, guys. All right. Anyways, um, I think everything tastes better with ranch and chocolate. Yeah, we don't uh, agree. Okay, well, fine. But that was the game. So he was trying to get attention. Raise your hand if you disagree. You gotta <laughs> Raise your hand if you agree. No. Candace stands alone, for those who can't see. But I have a whole <laughs> side to the table by myself. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but he's diffusing the tension yeah. by playing the game. 
Madison does the exact same thing. She's cutting the tension because neither of them are actually in the family. If they're in the family or like married in the family, they can just sit in it, sit in the uncomfortability and they've got a power. But neither of them really have a say so in this this family. I feel like the lady eating loud and munching and had more shit when they catch attention. (laughs) I was dying for them. I'm like, stop it. Oh, that would I would die. I would die. I love that the she said I'm I'm gonna drop kick at Granny. Right. I'm gonna drop kick at Granny right now. I'm gonna come to Kevin's defense one more time, just because I the way he spoke to Madison was not appropriate. I don't agree. However, I get why he'll be annoyed by Madison. Not only because she's annoying, but because in those she's moments, trying to diffuse attention. She's I just know, bringing donuts but, and like trying to make conversation. Listen, anybody that I, brings donuts is my friend. Okay? Yes, exactly. But in I'm those family now. moments, you just want family. Like I recently, had, my grandma recently passed, and we were in the hospital with her. And fit, like, friends would come, friends that we didn't even know she had, and we were like, "Who are these people? You don't know." Us. But they have their own story. Like Madison mm-hmm. had her own story and whole past yep. with, with Kate that they're unaware of. And so I felt like, oh, these people are so annoying. This is a family matter. Why are they here? But you don't realize how people's relationships with others. And so I get Kevin on one hand because you're just the family thinking who's this annoying girl in this family moment where we have tension. But on the hand... Kevin's I, a punk. No. I'm the only... But I, I think Because sometimes, so sometimes friends is the family you choose. Sometimes you're exactly. closer to someone. Yeah. And, and, sometimes. And, and she wasn't there the whole time, guys. I no. mean, she came with donuts. You can't... And, but she you can't stay the whole the time. That comes but with donuts. here's the thing, she too. Like, <laughs> she would have slept there. If she you you <laughs> invest in these people. And they've invested in each other. Yeah. And whether or not someone says that, like, I knew if I was in that situation, I would want some of my friends there, even if my family thought it was only a family matter. Absolutely not. Yeah. I've got about five friends that better be sitting in that waiting room waiting with them wait yeah. okay so something we realized during the show is they don't live in the same area where have I been this whole time they're always wait, talking I'm sorry, about Lita just realized she's like we you just now figured <laughs> they out that they don't live near each other remember I Kate mean, I remember so she had to go home because she had to fly Kate lives in LA with Toby mm-hmm. she just graduated from Encino College anyway <laughs> Y'all, we don't know where Lena's been this Where's whole Ke- entire season. Kevin live? Kevin is by coastal right now. Yeah. He he's visiting in LA, but he's been in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then they live in New York sometimes. Okay, I don't know so where imagine he's she probably sees her friend more than she sees her family. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so then what? That's what you do. Yes, Kevin had a point. He didn't have a point. No, yes, yes he, he does. Point. I get sometimes family okay, listen, is team yeah. Twinkle. Okay, no, because I get it. Because in these important moments, okay, hold on, one person at a time, y'all. And those moments that, I don't know, like, you can just feel that this is a family matter. Especially if you're not witnessing Kate and Madison's relationship. You're just like, she's this random annoying girl. But, so you're thinking it's for people who matter at the moment. So I get that Kevin's not aware of the relationship, so he could think, you shouldn't be here. But also, I want to correct my comment earlier. Because I was saying these two people are the ones that have the least say-so because they're not in the family. Miguel has more of a say-so in this family than Zoe does. But Zoe seems to have more of a presence than poor Miguel. That's kind of true. I'm just saying. It's like Jack Heater. That's why. I know, but still, it doesn't... mm. They're just mad at him for Jack. And even more so, you should respect the man more because he is putting up with the fact that he is fighting a ghost, but yet he still stays faithful Mm -hmm. and stands by her side. And also, I did not appreciate Beth saying she can speak for herself. You don't know, Miguel... And Rebecca's relationship. No one takes the time to know their relationship. They don't approve of this relationship. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me that he's not just trying to protect her. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of Beth said that because she saw that that Randall and him had just gotten this little thing. You know, like husband and wife. I get those spouse was trying to protect the other. But like... 
I don't know. And Beth shot Miguel down, and I was like, oh, Beth, that was mm-hmm. rude. She shot him down a few times. She's too. in her feelings right now. Yes, so she is. Everybody's yeah. in their feelings. Mm-hmm. But the grounding force out of everyone, though, I think was Rebecca. Like she, but, And she's she, in her own funk, though. She's in, in her own world, and I think that she... The fact that she set that monologue was beautiful. Yes, it was. That was absolutely beautiful, of sitting down, of like... Every bit throughout the episode, she'd be like, there's 17 chairs in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there aren't 18. The one where she why says the, the seed looks like bacteria. Yes. I died. I'm like, why would she think of something like that? Bacteria. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something else. The what electric, was the other one? The electrical outlet looks like a surprise. <laughs> but she did <laughs> the face. She, it looks like a surprise face. <laughs> I noticed that a while ago. And I was she like, did the sound. I legit think she had PTSD from being in that hospital room. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. And the way that she ended up in the hospital and she can't be there with Kate, she didn't get to be there with Jack. Yeah. She had to wait in the waiting room. But that was a good point about the candy bar. Yes, it was. And the food. But, Bring it all around. And it's crazy because I pick up on like foreshadowing because when I went to college, I had to take screenwriting classes to get enough credit. So I can read. That's when... like a fun class in general. Yeah, it does. I mean, at the time, I didn't think I was going to do hosting. Anyways, I was studying <laughs> economics, but I did it to pass the units. So I can actually read, like, watch a script and, and see. That's why I knew all the things every time I say in the show. But that one went right over my head. And then when she started talking, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what she's talking about. That's why she hasn't eaten. She kept saying a bar. She kept saying no. Like, she didn't want to go get food. Because she's probably thinking all it's going to take is, like, for me to get up mm-hmm. and go get food and something's going to happen. I thought the foreshadowing was that something's wrong with her. Oh, yeah. And then they're just not talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was lightheaded and moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being very still. But also, I think that that's a mom thing to do. Oh, yeah. My grandma always just say, just be real still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Just be real still. So she just <laughs> sat there, real still. Mannequin, yeah. And didn't do anything. And a retirement home already? Are they in that, their 70s? They, yeah. They're oh. in their late 70s. They look what, good. Someone 70s. already broke down the age range, so if y'all want to know that, go back like three episodes and someone <laughs> broke it down in the comments of their actual ages and birthdays. So if you want to know that, you can go back in the comments and check that out. I mean, they look good for 70s. I know. She uses it's really good Mandy. <laughs> and Miguel has like full hair. I mean, yeah. it's silver hair, but he has full hair. I think they probably need to add a couple more wrinkles at this point just to like, Maybe they still bit. look really good for 70 something. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I just feel for Rebecca, and I, I love that she still has the commanding presence. Like, your mom can always shut you up real yeah. quick. And it's crazy how she's so, like, can go back to that moment with Jack in, like, a second. Because I don't think she ever left. It has to haunt her. I can't imagine. Well, even last week in the Graduates episode, when she walked out there and just broke down. Yeah. Oh, it killed mm. me. Where she walked out and she was like, I just need to rewind the clock. Like and she Miguel even brought also. it up in the conversation with mm-hmm. Kate. And, like, Miguel has always been there. That's why I don't understand why these people are, like, all against him. I could get it in the beginning, I, but I, after all this time? I've like, been against him a bunch, my fair share, I'm not going to lie. But this time I just feel like he just wants the best for her. Yeah, True love never dies. Now I know what that means. Because she can go mm. back. In a moment. The green chair, she was sitting on key lime pie. And their last moments were talking about what their favorite pie was. And then they mentioned pumpkin pie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. She must be like, Miguel, no. And then she talked about, I mean, even the two episodes. Was it two episodes ago? Where when she saw Nikki, and you could hear, like, the betrayal in her voice. Like, Mm -hmm. you're alive. Like, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Even when she's talking about how she's like, "How how are you mad at someone that's not even here to be mad at? Well, because he never left you. 
Yeah. You still feel like he's in the other room, I know, and but it's he's been not. Like what? Like thirty years? Twenty-five? Uh, Twenty-something years? Yeah. Oh. But I mean, I don't think that that ever leaves you, yeah. especially if you're a soulmate. But I mean, it even broke my heart when she looked at Miguel after they came out and gave Kate the bill of health and the mm-hmm. the babies in the NICU. Is she looked at Miguel and said, "Thank you for always putting up with us." You should never have to say that to your husband. He's not putting up with you. He's just there. He is putting up with him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, that's what? I was like, he's, he's definitely putting, putting up, up with a lot of stuff. Yes, he sure is. And gracefully as well. Very gracefully. Mm-hmm. I just don't get the resentment. It's not like Miguel, and I'm talking for myself too, because I felt a certain way about him the first couple of seasons too. Miguel didn't take Jack's place. Jack's not there. Do you think that if it was someone that wasn't a friend that came into it, he would be more accepted? I think so. Really? It was his best friend, so I yeah. feel like that it's. I feel like they almost think it's like cheating. Like, I don't know. I I think it's weird at first, but now that he makes her happy and has been a part of their lives for so long, I can get over it. But it's a little strange. You're like, oh, so were you liking her this whole time? But were he you... was divorced. He was married when they were married, except he got he divorced at the end. Man. He had yeah. a rocky and marriage. And remember, we didn't find out till way later. Because remember, I kept saying. Oh, look at the way Miguel was looking at her when he was with Jack. That's just the way they were making it seem. Yeah. But they didn't connect until the Facebook no. thing, like, eons Years later. later. Yeah. And he never once made a move on her right after Jack. It's Absolutely true. not. So when I, I didn't like him until that point. And then when I saw that, I go, oh, okay, I get it. Like, some people cross your life for a reason. You kind of have that history. It's something they bond on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the kids would have a tough time no matter what. I think it's obviously a little bit worse that it's Miguel, but... I mean, he still didn't take Jack's place. I know. But they don't ever, you won't, they don't really know. They probably have some doubts. Like, was he hitting on her secretly? Was he in love with her the whole time? Mm. That's what I would be thinking. Like, how did you randomly fall in love with your best friend's wife? Well, but they told a story that it was randomly on Facebook. Yeah, and then it was. I wouldn't believe but it. You know what? I I, the I, mom I, messaged him. Yeah, no, I wouldn't believe it, though. <laughs> Outside of that betrayal, because we're running out of time, yeah. and I want to make sure that we hit everybody else, Kevin and Zoe's relationship is on a rocky bit, and rightly so. Like, I think Zoe's got, been very patient, more patient than we've ever seen her. I thought she would have ran a long time ago. Mm-hmm. She sat 26-plus hours in this waiting room with him and trying to get answers. He's being very rude, very condescending, very angry, and all she's trying to do is, like, sit there and understand and support and then get answers. Like, were you drinking in Vietnam? Were you doing this? Were you doing that? And then even her conversation with Beth at the vending machine of like, I think I might stick around. And I, Beth giving her an out. I don't know if that's her being, so dare I say, I'm not saying she's not being supportive. It could go either way. It could be the fact that she doesn't want to run for once and be there for him. Or it could be the fact that it's feeding on her insecurity and she thinks that's what she deserves. Mm, so it doesn't... It could have been a little opinion, bit about it. In my opinion, it doesn't necessarily mean that she's sticking around. I, I believe that she loves him. But it could also be that sometimes girls, especially with like her history and, and what we know about her past, that she's used to to men that she can't really trust that lie. Like he said to her, he's like, I stopped. But and normally she's like, she runs away. She has no problem leaving. So I don't know if it's exactly that. But it doesn't... Just because she didn't leave doesn't mean that... She wants to help him or thinks he deserves better. Maybe she doesn't think she deserves better. Maybe she's like, this is as good as it's going to get for me. This is what I deserve. Mm, I could see I, that. I, I, I could to an extent, but I also think Zoe's too hard-headed. She'd be like, bye. And she I deserve better. too much time. She, and she exactly. told him everything. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe, everything. maybe I lean more towards that than the other way, but I, I agree to an extent. But I just, I don't know. And like... Her drinking the water bottle and knowing that it's vodka and not saying anything. Yeah, what was that? That's interesting. She said it to Beth. And then walked off. So I, 
But after saying that she's going to be there for him. So I'm confused. Is she... She looks like she's got... She's about to leave. Right. She looks like she's about to flee. Real quick. I don't get it. And then I also didn't like how Beth was kind of, like, pushing her opinions on him. Like, she's like, oh, I wouldn't care if you, like, I wouldn't judge you if you ran. Basically, like, I get why Zoe had to say, but would you judge me if I stayed? Because I, I think Beth was saying, run. Like, leave him. Run away. She's been dying for them. She didn't like them from the beginning, so. Right. That's yeah. very true. Actually, how is she going to tell him to run after just it just happened? Yeah. Yeah, true. It's like the first bump in their relationship. She's like, run. Come on, Beth. I mean, it's not just a bump. That's a, that's a <laughs> big old bump. But she's also dealing with an alcoholic. That's what you yeah. sign up for. That's true. It's not a surprise. I just don't think part of Zoe, it also has to do with the fact of, like, just deep-rooted insecurities and her thinking that's what she deserves. I mean, literally, we have, it's it's really sad because we have two good people that have been through a lot of terrible experiences, mm-hmm. both heavily insecure, but needing each other for stability. Like, he goes, Beth, I can't do this. Sorry, not Beth. Zoe, he's like, I need you. I can't do this without you. That's to need someone to get through something and I feel like she needs him. So I honestly don't feel like either one of them is stemming from a good place. That's true. Yeah. We thought it was better. I thought it was better, but we'll see. We'll then, see. We'll see. Then what? Oh, we're talking about predictions. Now. Not yet. Oh, no predictions yet. We still have our tissue moments and predictions, but we have one set of characters left that we're, we're most missing. Important, yes. The most important than the ones the entire episode stemmed around, which was Kate and Toby. And little Sorry. Jack. And little Jack. Very little Jack. He's so little. Very little. You guys, he squeezed her finger. He I feel like you're not allowed to touch pre... Normally uh, they have pre- the gloves that you have to put yeah, your hands Yeah, don't they have the little mm-hmm. alien thing? Yeah. Alien. And we're going to just suspend disbelief for this moment because that's not supposed to happen, but yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, it's weird because this uh, episode was centered around them, but, but I don't have much feelings about them. Yeah, I really... Except my only thing is... I feel like it's cute and and not surprising that she named the baby uh, Jack. But she really didn't give Toby any. It was like, I'm naming the baby Jack. Do you mind? If he said no, like, that would never fly. This is his first child, too. It's a big moment for him. Can't they do it together? I don't know. I didn't like that. But I also think Toby has had the conversation with Jack. He sat and talked to him and got to know him. That I think that if you love someone that much and it's something you... It's not even let it go. It's like you fall in love with the name too because they love it so much. I think Toby's just hoping his baby makes it and is probably yeah. not even thinking about the name. Yeah. He's like, name him whatever you want. Right. He's here. <laughs> it's amazing how strong Kate's being though. Mm-hmm. I thought it would mm-hmm. actually be the opposite where he would kind of be the backbone in the situation. Yeah. But she's like, he's going to be okay. And I love that positivity. Yeah. Like you absolutely need that. You have to. And I think, I think moms once the baby is here they bring on a whole nother Mm -hmm. like you mess with him yeah you mess with the wrong person and i think there's so many fears going into pregnancy and like even up into the moment that that baby's born but i've heard from so many people that it's just it changes in an instant the moment you see him that that strength is very well deserved well so there's a hormone i just recently learned this and women give it off two different times one is when they give birth and one is you know during um sexual activity and it's what makes them, like, maybe attached to a partner. And that's what instantly makes them attached to a baby. I, it's, I'm blanking on the thing. Yeah, serotonin of some sort. I'm like, fair about um, <laughs> Can we look that up? Or I can look it up on my phone. Anyone it starts with an can e, look I that up and yeah. let us know. Um, um, but, the, yeah, it releases. So Because I always wondered when a mom's like, I love you already. I'm, I'm like, okay, so it was in your stomach. I get it. You've got for, for nine months. That's almost I a whole year. I actually just learned that a lot of pregnancies are 10 months. Yeah. I recently learned that. Really? Yeah. That baby does not want to come out. Oh, <laughs> it better come out. Get out. 
You know, can we ask him to look up what that term is? Well, you can. But outside of that, <laughs> um, before we go into our tissue moments and um, predictions, there's one other point I forgot to mention about Rebecca that I adored and I loved when she said, nothing else matters. Like, if there, mm-hmm. if you are saying anything that does not revolve around Kate or my grandson, you can hold it in. Yes. I was like, oh, yes, ma'am. Because that's, I think everybody forgot the reason why they were there. They were yeah. making it so... Centric around their own world that they forgot that the whole reason why they were sitting in this room was because of Kate. No one was arguing for Kate at all. Right. Like there is not barely like five times that her name was brought up. It's interesting. That's actually what I thought when you were saying that there's no flash forwards or flashbacks and that this was the first episode that they really focus on everybody being present. Mm. And then Rebecca made that comment about if it has nothing to pertain with my daughter or my grandson, save it for another day because I think that she probably reflects on how... If she just had that extra minute with Jack or that extra moment or right. that extra time. And I think it just, when you lose somebody, it kind of shows you the importance of life and these things that we focus on. It just really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that goes perfectly into our moment, our tissue moments. <laughs> we still don't have a song and we only have three weeks left now. Oh, I like that. Okay. That was very nice. So for all of you guys that are tuning in for the first time, our tissue moments is rated from one to five. One being like a aw moment to a five, like a sobbing fest, whether that's good tears or bad tears. And so we pull out our tissues and we tell us our tissue moments and we rate them and we tell them about tell you guys about the moment. So anybody want to start? I'll start. Bettis. Cause um, I'm surprisingly so I had just one. Oh. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, and surprisingly, even though I was calling her out, I did like the speech about Jack when she named baby Jack and then she like spoke to dad Jack. I was going to say, I saw a little bit oh. of a tear coming down. I was watching it. Was yeah. a beautiful tear. I, it, was a, it was a real good moment. I'm not going to lie. So I didn't like the whole, just give him the name, but I liked her whole monologue and I liked her strength. So I also don't think it's weird. She was like, I'm going to do something weird here. Just hold my hand. Yeah. I'm like, that's not weird. That's not weird. That's normal. Mm-hmm. You normal so, girl. So yeah, that's my one tissue. Lena. Candace. <laughs> I'll take it. One. One. Dramatic. Yeah, but you cry Eight. at anything. So whatever she Ooh. takes, divide it by two. Ooh, three. Three. <laughs> so this is really a 1.5. It's a mix. So, yes, a 1.5 for each. Oh, you have two. There's, there are two moments. Oh, okay. One was the beautiful monologue uh, by Rebecca. Um, of her just sitting there and reminiscing, I think, to be sitting there in that stillness. And to really be present and, but not present at all. Like you're living in the moment that you keep reliving in your head over and over and over and over and over again. It was just so beautiful and it made me so emotional. I was just like, <laughs> because you never lose those moments. We never know what moments are going to define our life, but once they do happen, you can never forget them. And they're always there. And that literally changed her life forever. That one moment of sitting in that waiting room and she never thought these lime green chairs and talking about pie would be the last moments with her husband and that they would be such monumental moments, but that she cherishes them to an extent and also terrifies her. And it was just so beautifully done. And then the other one was when we finally got to see baby Jack. He's so tiny. And anytime I just see preemies, I'm just like, ugh, because they're such fighters and they're so little. And I just... Because it's going to be such a long, hard road for Toby and Kate. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for baby Jack or the family. And even the nurse said that. She was like, go shower and get food Mm -hmm. because it's going to be a long road ahead. And I'm like, oh. Oh. That was a good moment. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. 
For me, I would say, so I'm just going to use tissues. Oh, we'll, recycle. We'll give it like a one and a half. Uh, okay. Y'all keep um, my tissues, thank you. I don't have much to say about it because I already said it, but I'll just show you guys. It was this moment. When the baby grabbed her oh. finger. Here, hold on. Even though, even though technically we know that her fingers wouldn't actually be in there touching yeah. the baby. It was almost like a sign for her that he can hear her, yeah. baby Jack can hear her, and that he's going to fight. And he knows her. Yeah. He knows his mama. Oh, <laughs> Candace is going to cry right now. Yeah. yeah. Can we do predictions, please? Okay. Ooh. I'll do predictions. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Madison. Kevin? No, oh, Kevin's girl. Oh, Sophie. After Buzz TV. This is less of a prediction and more about I predicted this two seasons ago. Fine. When everybody said she was gone for good. You and I repeat everybody. They're like, she's not coming back. I go, she will be back. She is back. I think that there's something about Sophie that reminds Kevin of like the innocence in him, the time before the addiction, the time before everything, the time before the loss of his father, and that they have a bond. Um, I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to get back in a relationship, but there's something about Sophie that Kevin needs to be able to get over this addiction he's facing. I like so I like Zoe. I don't think that either one of them are good for each other. Side note for all of you all that don't watch cable TV and you're watching This Is Us and did not see the previews, that was a little bit of a spoiler alert. Um, right there is that uh, Sophie may be coming back we don't know what to what capacity we just saw it in the previews so that's your prediction on Sophie well yeah I'm saying my prediction was a year ago she's coming back and I don't think she's leaving oh I don't know I always love Sophie so I want to be Sophie's Choice yeah (laughs) isn't that a movie that's a movie it's not supposed to be a good movie is it I don't know I'm gonna have to look it up now okay continue I'm Um, so sorry I have a sad prediction I think... No! I'm so sorry. No, don't say it. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know how sad it's going to be. Okay, so I honestly think this situation with their preemie baby is going to be hard for Toby and Kate. And I think where Kate is going to find strength in it, Toby is going to break down and it's going to rip them apart. And I think it kind of leads to that future... um, where he gets depressed. Yeah, where he gets depressed and we see that they're kind of maybe not together, that he doesn't have his ring on. I think this might be the end, the beginning of the end for them. Does he not have his ring on? Yeah, in that future. Stop yeah. it. Well, Maybe know, he just doesn't sleep with it. Well, if God forbid the baby doesn't make it, a lot Stop of times <laughs> yes. when a baby passes, it usually like, the breaks up. Yeah. Or they get stronger, one of the two. Mm. Y'all are going morbid on me. It's, this is I'm us. just saying because I went off what she said. I didn't, I didn't remember there was no ring. Yeah. I actually didn't remember that either until people in the comments um, were saying there's yes, no ring. Yeah, people in the so comments. So thank you for the people in the comments. Y'all, don't do this to me. But um, you cry over anything. So it's not even like... I do. I cry all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry to my friends. Um, That's healthy, though, at least. Yes, I it get is. it all out. I do not hide it. Uh, my prediction... I honestly don't know. This is the first time I have no predictions. That it's I just a lot to work with. We've got a lot there's, of relationships. There's a lot. I don't think that Zoe and Kevin are going to last as much as I want them to. I mean, to. they I don't. just popped in Sophie out of nowhere, and you have nothing to predict. I don't necessarily think that the, he's going to end up back with Sophie. I do think that she's going to become another strong person in his in his life, helping him get through it. But to be honest, she wasn't there helping him get through alcoholism the first time either. She ran away. I don't blame her. Right? Who knows? Maybe also, it was many times that she was like, "I had enough." Could be. But also. Like, we never really addressed that he was an alcoholic until they were in that relationship, and then she left. So this is within this season, guys. Like, Sophie was still in season three. 
Like, she mm-hmm. wasn't gone in season two. Yeah, but we're, like, episode 15 in a normal right. show. This is, like, two seasons. Correct. But what I'm saying is that she's been with him since they were in middle school. Like, even mm-hmm. before then, yeah. she's known him. So for her to run away at that point... I'm kind of like, there are other reasons why you ran away. Because if you're still that strong and you're giving him a second chance and then that's the camel and the, the straw and the camel's back, I don't know. But Well, timing's everything. Maybe and his timing happened. is everything. He's been drinking since he was a teen. I just so. don't think that Zoe and him are going to last right now. They yeah. may last in the future. I like Kevin and Zoe. I think that they're good and refreshing couple. I like no, them no, both yeah. individually, but I don't like that they're kind of a crutch for each other. I don't think that's good. I think yeah. he needs to figure himself out and heal himself. She needs to figure herself out, heal herself separate from each other because you're not supposed to fill each other up. You're supposed to be content and happy Two with Two full holes yes. that come together and make a picture. I feel like you shouldn't need anyone you're with. You should you want, want them. them. You should. Yeah. I really feel that way. So. And then the want grows into need later on. In, in, it's a All right. Well, we can dissect <laughs> this episode even more, but we ran out of time. So you guys be sure to comment below and let us know what your favorite part of the episode was, what your thoughts are on our comments. And we will see you guys next week. Again, my name is Candice Cruz. You can find me on all my social media at Candice R. Cruz. And I'm Lena Nori. You can find me everywhere at Lena Nori. And definitely leave comments because I'm curious if anyone else picked up on the Rebecca snack story. The, oh, yeah. the light socket. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Paris Rose, Paris with two R's. You can find me everywhere at Paris Rose. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.